This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be happy. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be happy. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths outwards and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding, by not holding two fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense-desires, is not born again into this world. Sadhu. Right. Thank you, Gita. And over to you. Okay. So I'll do the share screen. Okay. Is that all right from your point of view, Chris? Yes, that's most certainly all right. Thank you, Gita. All right. So today I'm going to focus um, mostly on the actual guidelines for practicing the, the formal practice of metta meditation. Um, but just to give you that extra incentive for metta practice, I've got here another little sutta 
which is called Metanisamsa Sutta, which means the Sutta on the benefits of Metta. And here, I will just read out as it appears in the uh, discourse. So the Buddha says, if or because the liberation of mind through loving kindness is practiced, developed, made much of, made one's vehicle and foundation, firmly established, consolidated, and thoroughly undertaken, 11 benefits are to be expected. What 11? Number one, one sleeps in comfort. This is a wonderful thing to be able to sleep well. Second benefit, one wakes in comfort. So you had a good night's sleep and you wake refreshed. Three, one has no bad dreams. So the sleep you've had has been not disturbed. So these three important aspects of sleep are the first three benefits. Number four, one is dear to human beings, which makes sense, doesn't it? If one practices metta, then other people pick up that um, you're an okay person to be around. Then one is dear to non-human beings. So I have actually found that with dogs, you know, when you do metta chanting, it does, I've seen this happen with one of our dogs, who settles very much immediately when you start the metta chant, then once it's over, he starts to get restless again. Um, but then the sixth one is, one is protected by deities. So this is a bit like when the monks went to the forest and found that the um, earth devils were harassing him, and when the Buddha asked him to practice the Metta Sutta, they found that the, they were they felt protected, they felt less, they were no longer frightened, and the deities actually started to look after the monks. So this is one example of that. Seven, one is not harmed by fire, poison, and weapons. I'm not sure how you'd want to put this into practice, but um, I actually had an occasion where I was on a property and there, there was a bushfire. And this is a property that I used to own, which is now owned by the Buddhist Society. But what I used to do a lot of metta chanting there, and we found that actually the fire stopped short of the bushfire cleared area. And the fire actually went, split up and went behind the house and in front of the house and rejoined and kept going. So I said to Ajahn Brahm that, you know, this was probably due to the metta chanting. I don't know if he believed it, but anyway. Um, so one is protected. Uh, one can ease, concentrate easily. Number eight, this is important and people specifically choose metta bhavana to practice uh, one because it helps them to concentrate easily, but also if you want to practice jhanas. Nine, one's facial complexion is calm and serene. 
I guess when that anger and that tension is gone, um, you can understand why that would be the case. One dies unconfused. This is a blessing to be able to die unconfused, peacefully. And I have seen a few occasions of that with my patients. And number 11, if one does not attain anything higher, one will be reborn in the Brahma world after death. So this is where we were talking about last time, not born again in this to this world, yes, but it's not the end of samsara unless you actually attain arhat state in this life prior to death. Otherwise, you will be reborn for that last birth. It will be in the Brahma world where you will attain your arhatship. So these are the 11 benefits if the metta bhavana is practiced uh, to this kind of depth. So this is the incentive for us because even at, um, I think even if it's just somewhere there's a start along this path, you can, I think, enjoy some of this in small measure, which is wonderful. And um, in the recent sort of circles in the psychiatry and psychological areas, there has been more mention of metta meditation. It used to be mindfulness meditation, which kind of was talked about a lot. But then metta also has come into the picture as being beneficial for treatment of depression and, of course, insomnia. And I would add that improvement in relationships is also likely. Um, so I thought how I'll deal with this, um, the actual metta practice guidelines that are recommended. I'm going to go back to a question that Chris read out that somebody had put on the chat last time. And the question was, what is the right definition of self-love referred to in metta practice? And what methods are used to develop this? And that person also included um, how to, including how to forgive oneself for past errors. We'll come to that one a bit later. So just to recap, metta is an unselfish love which has to be developed within oneself first and ultimately extends to all beings. And this is a quote from the Buddha where he says, I visited all quarters of the world with my mind, nor found I any dearer than myself. Self is likewise to every other dear, so dear to every other person as well. Who loves himself will never harm another. So this is the true way to love yourself, which means that you will appreciate uh, this quality and you will that you desire and you will never harm another knowing that the others also wish the same 
So if we look into our own mind, we find that the basic urge of our being is the wish to be happy and free from suffering. When we see this in ourselves, we can understand that all living beings share the same basic wish. It's this empathy that brings power to metta meditation because it doesn't stop with just myself. So in formal practice, um, and uh, I was listening to Bhikkhu Bodhi talking about this on YouTube, and he says that the methodology, the methodical development of metta is important. And he gives the usual instructions, which is that it is practiced first by directing metta to oneself. And after that, to individuals within certain groups, starting with a dear person, then such as a parent or a teacher, then to a dear friend, and then next to a neutral person, and then finally to a hostile person. And this is based on the common aspiration for happiness by all beings. Um, he, it's pointed out quite often that hostile person should not be tackled until you're very comfortable with the others because just by bringing up the image or the thoughts about this hostile person or someone who irritates you or is very difficult for you to handle, a lot of anger, aversion can arise. So this goes against you building up your metta practice. So reserve it for when you're a bit stronger with your practice. Um, and the other point is not only you have these different sort of groups which are more and more sort of removed from yourself uh, as you're trying to challenge and expand your metta capacity, but you also, for each individual, starting from yourself, you have to have this, have a formula of words. And those words, which ha have to be heartfelt, so it's best that you, I think Sky pointed out last time that it's worth spending a lot of time working out the words that actually resonate with yourself so that that feeling of goodwill can arise reasonably quickly. And the other thing um, that Bhikkhu Bodhi and I believe others to mention that it's good if you use your... Um, capacity to visualize the person that is the object of your metta meditation, if you can, or visualize something like a, a warm light in the heart area, something that you would associate with a feeling of goodwill and kindness. So um, I will stick with what I did last time when I actually come to the guiding, that may I be safe, may I be well, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. So you're looking at what people want, safety, freedom from danger, to be well, 
in other words, to be healthy, physically healthy, to be happy, mentally well-being. Um, and so we'll stay with that um, for some time, maybe 10 minutes even, and then we'll be ready to move on to the another stage. Um, so with every stage, you have to have that general sense of generating that feeling or at least uh, the thoughts fairly clearly because the actual metta feeling they say takes quite a while to arise and when it starts to arise um, it is said that you actually don't need to use a metta object it just arises so that's as one develops. So um, I think that's uh, So what I'll do, again, I'll stick to the self, but for people who find it difficult to use oneself as the object of metta because of certain things, then uh, it's good if they can beforehand or at some point decide who would be a suitable object for them to use to generate those feelings? It might be a teacher, it might be, um, you know, it might not even be a human, it might be a pet, but some object that will help you to get those thoughts of goodwill happening. Now, the other method, as opposed to the categories that I've described, is described as directional suffusion. So you are um, generating metta thoughts to all beings in the six directions. So you're meaning north, south, east, west, above and below. So you it doesn't have to be in a compass north or south. You can it's as you imagine the north. And the whole northern sort of uh, sphere or the quadrant, I should say, the same with the other directions and then above and below, where you then wish for all beings in that direction. May they be safe, may they be well, may they be happy. May they live with ease, something like that. So it's less personal. And uh, so for some people, it's easier in a way to, to do it that way. Um, and of course, in the end, one suffuses the entire world with metta, without enmity, without aversion, without... Um, any distinction. Um, and so it can, um, the two can be mixed. Uh, so just to get a flavor of that, I will move from the categories. Once we kind of settle into that, move then to the directions. So we just get a feel for what that might be like. 
and questions might come up about it afterwards. Then a couple of aids to practice. It seems that it will help if we are aware of the dangers of anger. Anger, aversion, because this is one of the three roots of unwholesomeness. And if we can reflect that this is actually quite dangerous to us because of the coming consequences, because of in this life, what it can do to us, the poison that it generates. So it helps to, from time to time, be aware that this is actually quite dangerous and therefore you want to overcome this. And the other thing that um, is also mentioned is to reflect on the advantages of patience. It seems that metta and kanti, both are, both are perfections, metta and patience. Those are two of the ten perfections. It seems that the two kind of need to go hand in hand because I suppose patience is required in when you develop this practice because it doesn't happen just like that. No. So it uh, helps your practice if these qualities are kept in mind, the advantages and disadvantages of uh, the advantage of patience and the disadvantage of anger and aversion. Then we were asked last time about how to forgive yourself for things that have been done either by mistake or purposely, as this can come up during your metta practice. So um, the way Bhikkhu Bodhi tackles this one is to say that one could forgive past mistakes and recognize instead well, or as well, but recognize the person's good qualities because most of us, if, if say the remorse is about yourself, you know, if you look closely, you do have other qualities which are wholesome. So you can acknowledge, yes, there are these other qualities as well, as well as recognizing mine and other people's wish for safety and happiness. So this can then uh, help us to forgive the past errors that we have made or others have made and uh, that might come up when we are doing metta practice. Um, I think I've already mentioned this, to use your own sort of heartfelt wording for the formula. Formula being, may I be well, happy, safe, free from danger, etc. So if you develop your own formula, then you can plug it into whether you're using categories or whether you're using directions. And I think the more familiar and comfortable you are with your formula, that it generates this feeling, then it sort of connects with that feeling more quickly as you keep using it. Um, yeah, and then I've already mentioned that if you're very judgmental about yourself, then starting with another object and anyone that you have respect for and brings up those kindly feelings, you can use that person as an object or use the directional method if you want to stay right away from any specific persons or identities. 
Now I can just share this with you now and put it up again later if you want. I found there's a YouTube series of 10. Um, it's an online metta retreat. Each session, this is by Ajahn Sona, he's a Canadian monk. Each session is only about 30 minutes. So it's quite easy to, um, to do the 10 sessions over 10 days. And he covers all sorts of aspects um, of metta. Bhikkhu Bodhi has a YouTube series, which is called Protective Meditations. There are four protective meditations, as they're called, that we use as a prelude to your formal practice. Say if you're doing breathing, breath meditation, you might start with one of these protective meditations. And metta meditation is one of those four protective meditations. Um, the others include things like uh, the qualities of the Buddha, that meditation is one. Then another prelude is um, the composition of the body, the various parts of the body, that is to reduce lust and uh, attachment to the body. And the other one is contemplation of death, so that there's urgency in your practice. But metta is often mentioned as one of those key protective for key protective meditations. So that's another good reason for uh, doing metta. And Ajahn Brahmali has done an introduction to meditation. There's just ses five sessions on the BSWA website. And it's on, it's on the fifth session that he deals with metta. And he uses the directional method. So that's handy for anybody who wants to go back to it later and uh, familiarize themselves with that. So that's pretty much all I want to say before we start the meditation. If anybody's got burning objections, questions, comments, please, you know, we've got one minute. <laughs> if you want to clarify something at this point. Thank you, Gita. Uh, if you'd like to lead into the meditation, I'm sure okay. this could be a very good time. Okay. So just giving a few moments to stretch and get comfortable. So we'll start by checking the posture, making sure that we are seated comfortably with a balanced, erect, but not stiff spine. 
eyes gently closed and your hands resting on your lap or however is comfortable and feet resting on the ground. So you've got a firm, balanced, comfortable posture. Now we'll check the body for areas of tension, starting from the top of your head, gently scanning over the face, feeling the lips lightly closed, the jaw relaxed. with a gentle smile to relax all the facial muscles. Moving the attention down to the throat and the neck. Easing any tension. Paying attention to the neck and shoulders, easing any tension. Moving your attention to the upper back. And down to the lower back, releasing any tension. Notice the buttocks in contact with the seat or the cushion. Noticing that touch sensation in the present moment. Now bringing your attention to the front of your body, let it rest in the heart area, in the center of your chest. Letting go of any tension. Allowing it to be soft and warm. Moving your attention to the abdomen, relieving any tension, 
maybe noticing the movements with breathing in and breathing out. Moving your attention to the pelvis and thighs, easing any tension. Moving your attention to the calves and the legs, easing any tension. Notice the feet and the touching touch sensation in contact with the floor. Noticing the body sitting comfortably. Enjoying the feeling of ease. Let the mind leave the past for the moment and the future for a little while and just be in the present moment. You may be able to notice the movements of breathing in 
breathing out. This is also an anchor with the present moment, which you can always come back to. Breathing in, breathing out. So now we pay attention to developing metta bhavana and bring to mind maybe with a visual image of oneself comfortably maybe smiling a couple of meters from you Or you might prefer to visualize just a warm golden light in the heart area. May I be safe. Free from danger. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. May I be well.
may I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. You could continue with this for a few more times. Or use your own words. Continue to generate metta towards yourself.
let's now direct this metta towards all beings. May all beings be safe. May all beings be well. May all beings be happy. May all beings be at peace. May all beings be safe. May all beings be well. May all beings be happy. May all beings be at peace. If you would like to try suffusing in the six directions, we can do that. May all beings to the northerly direction be safe. Be well. Be happy.
be at peace. May all beings, without exception, in the northerly direction, be safe. Be well. Be happy. Be peaceful. May all beings to the southerly direction be safe. Be well. Be happy. Be at peace. May all things standing in the southerly direction be safe, be well, be happy. Be at peace. May all beings in the easterly direction, without exception, be safe, be well, be happy, be at peace.
May all beings in the easterly direction be safe, be well, be happy, be at peace. May all beings in the westerly direction be safe, be well, be happy. Be at peace. May all beings in the westerly direction be safe, be well, happy, be at peace. May all beings in the direction above be safe, be well, be happy, be at peace. May all beings in the direction above 
Y sí. Y ver. Be happy. Be at peace. May all beings below us, encompassing all, be safe. Be well. Be happy. Be peaceful. May all beings in the downward direction below us be safe, be well, be happy. Be at May all sentient beings in all directions be safe, be well, be happy, be at peace.
May we all practicing here together now be safe, be well, be happy, be at peace. And may we share the merits of our practice with all beings everywhere. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Ita, would you like to continue with your talk, or would you I'm like to? I'm happy to happy to have people ask any questions or share their uh, comments from their experience, and we can take it from there. And thank you again for a wonderful meditation. So, would anybody like to unmute and ask a question, or drop a question into the chat? Please feel free if you would like to. It's not really a question, but... Um, she would be most welcome, Gloria. Yes, um, but because, because I've asked question last week and then, and then I tried to like do matter for one week um like do it like every night and sometimes in the morning as well i do it like uh mostly i skip all the people <laughs> i skip all the people because i love animals so much yeah. so i just do it on rabbit i used yeah. to have a very cute rabbit and then i do it for one week mm -hmm. i i didn't keep track of the time but i think the effect is like is like quite apparent for me like because i used to be um quite anxious all the time but mm -hmm. i noticed like my anxiety level goes down a lot and also i think in general i'm much like calmer and mm. yes and even if people like say something i don't really like i noticed that my reaction was not as like as 
aspect. So I think, yes, I just want to thank you for your advice, you and Sky's advice last week. Yes, thank you. That's, that's wonderful to hear, Gloria, your own experience, because this is really what keeps, you know, it becomes real and you can keep going with that once you've had the taste. So it's isn't it wonderful once the uh, anger, your aversion is cooled, what else can arise in, in its place? The calm. I think Sky might want to comment on that. No? Okay. All right, is there anyone else who would like to ask a question or make a comment? Or share an observation from their own experience? I think Gita, everybody's very peaceful after the meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's lovely to hear your comment, Gloria, because um, metta practice, you know, you start to get some, not that I'm saying to people you should look out for results, I'm not say, really saying that, but you do get results more quickly than with the other meditations. But of course, to develop it deeply, obviously, it's a it takes a long time and practice and the time to develop it. But it's wonderful when you just start to get a taste, you know. Um, so I guess you're on the right track, and the rabbit's helping <laughs> you. Your image of the rabbit and how you can generate that softness and goodwill. You got somewhere to start from. It's great. Gita, this week I was reading something somewhere and I've lost the lost the reference, but uh, it was commenting that getting together and sharing experiences creates a unique energy amongst people, especially if the experiences are deep and heartfelt. Mm. I just thought it was a beautiful comment which related to this group. Yes. Yeah, I think we, yeah, it's it's noticeable, isn't it? It is noticeable. Yeah. Um, see somebody's hand waving. Oh, there we go, Nikki, it's you. Oh, okay. Hello, Nikki, would you like to unmute yourself there? I think you I've done to... the wrong reaction, haven't I? I can never find the hand. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there is another hand. hand. Oh, yes. It's a nice hand. It's a nice hand. It's a lovely hand. <laughs> and Pasindu, I've just seen your hand go up there too. So, Nikki, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, just a, um, I don't know what you think about this, Gita. Uh, but I think my meditation practice and and this my Buddhist practice has helped me. I'm, in, I'm quite often in a state of anger. I can quickly feel angry and I'm getting quite fed up of it. I used to, I thought it was at one point 
And it might have been where I didn't have a voice and then I got a voice and then I got really angry <laughs> and I seemed to be in anger for a very long time. And I'm starting to understand. And I think because the meta practice would, I'd be so angry at the meta practice. I would be so almost like, oh, this is just such drippy, you know, like that kind of, my mind would go into, I suppose it's a version, isn't it? Like just couldn't bear it. And I suppose in groups, in Buddhist groups, um, trying to, ex I suppose, express myself, I always felt I've, I'm constantly in a state of feeling misunderstood. So I will, we've, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But I don't think I am misunderstood. I think that's my mind that tells me I am. So I suppose I'm asking you, Gita, is like the anger is um, hurting me more than it is anything else so I suppose the meta practice so I don't get time I don't get to talk to people about this I suppose it's about um I want to take care of the anger rather than say it's a bad thing and I don't know I don't know if you've got any I liked what you said I loved your go through the meta and I thought there was bits of that I thought that's really nice clearer it's clearer for me to understand that this is patience probably I suppose I'm just telling you my thoughts, Geeta. <laughs> I suppose I'm just talking to you about the process, about what happens. I'll, I'll shut up now. I want to stop. But I just wondered if you could give me any reflections on that or pointers. I think that you retracing your experience, it tells you exactly what's happening. The anger we all have that root of aversion. You know, like last time we were saying, this is part of being human and not enlightened. It's there. But your story tells you how with some metta meditation coming into this, you are able to see your own anger and that it can be um, softened. Uh, you you were tending to blame the other the external experience but now you're saying no 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 i think it's coming from here and maybe that is because it's getting a bit bit a bit more manageable you can sort of look at it now oh it's coming from here and it is harming me so that's the problem with aversion and anger creates hurt it creates harm so it's I knew not that about... intellectually but it's own and i knew that for years you know when they say resentment is poison to others that you're swallowing but I, it's taken me years to understand it's hurting me it's taken me years to let that drop into that place of oh i see yes it's almost like I didn't want to admit that because it was giving the other people power over me. There was some kind of strange <laughs> belief that I couldn't let go of it because then I'm losing some kind of power. But I don't think that's true. And that's the common way we think, isn't it? I've got every right to be angry and I'm done. We're going to stay angry and all of this. And you're not realizing that you're just tormenting yourself. <laughs> and gradually you sort of now you've seen another way you think mm, actually 
I might look at it this way. Yeah. You're disempowering anybody. You are only disempowering yourself before. Yeah. Thank you, Gita. And thank you, Gita. And thank you, Nikki. Pasindu, would you like to, <clears throat> like to unmute yourself? One question to ask. Yeah. My question uh, how Nitta meditation help to vipassana and whether it's as a protective meditation or how it can be helped. Uh, that's only one question I need to ask. Okay. Um, it is uh, often recommended as a protective practice leading before you do your formal sort of vipassana practice. So it is often recommended. But there is also the, um, you know, metta also can be, I forget the term now, but it's the freedom through metta. Liberation through metta is also a pathway, but it doesn't take you to quite the level of the vipassana practice. So you can do both, you see. You can develop the metta pathway to long takes you uh, freedom through metta pathway is there. Um, but if you can then combine at some point with vipassana, then you are sort of covering the whole path. Yeah. But certainly, certainly as a um, preface to your formal practice. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing with metta is, of course, it's not just on the cushion. It also has to translate into your speech and your actions and your thinking. So that all helps when you come to the vipassana practice as well. You see, these all start to um, balance and support each other, these practices. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Welcome. Um, thank you to Pasindu and thank you, Gita. Uh, Sky in South Florida, would you like to unmute? Uh... Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hi Sky. Thank you, Gita. Uh, first, um, lovely, lovely um, meditation. Meditation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Wow, it was really powerful for me because I haven't been able to sit very well since August for some reason, I don't know. But uh, one, I'd like to chime in with uh, the bunny rabbit because I found out about six months ago that just thinking about my cat um, puts me in a meta move, mood and touching my cat, which can become... Uh, uh, too much interference because he's so lovely and soft. Um, that was, um, I understand Gloria with the bunny rabbit because people are difficult. Um, because of the world situation, I found when we were doing the directions, even with my eyes closed, they were filled up with uh, tears. Uh, hard to talk about my feelings because they just run so deep and so sensitive, but there's just so much 
hatred in the world and it makes me tremble. Um, I also had a wonderful experience uh, because this weekend I was with a lot of people and I had a couple of moments where I felt I wasn't welcome where I was and it's a terrible feeling from my youth and so I had to fight that feeling in order to uh, enjoy the other hundred people or not there wasn't a hundred but the other people that were happy that I was there instead to focus on the one or two that maybe have an aversion to me. Um, I have the kind of personality that wants everybody to be happy. And I'm a bit overwhelming at times. I understand that. Um, but I wasn't expecting it. But because of the practice, I was able to... I have to. I had to keep reminding myself about metta and uh, letting it go, letting it go, letting it go, not taking it personal. So it helped greatly. And I have another brief bit of bliss I need to share with someone that would understand. The other day I was working on my spine out by the little lake behind me, doing some, you know, qigong moves just shaking and stretching and <clears throat> things that I make make up because I have a lot of uh, uh, freedom in my body to invent spontaneously exercise. I'm very fortunate. Well, <clears throat> I was doing all this and I was about 15 minutes and with my attention span, that's pretty, pretty long. <laughs> and I had my eyes kind of closed. I didn't want to focus too much on the outside world. I wanted to focus on the inside. And when I opened my eyes, I had so much energy, blood flowing with meta for myself and uh, the world. I opened my eyes and I saw the female uh, duck. And when I looked down, I thought, oh no, all her babies are gone. And I had a moment of reality that, oh, the cat or the alligator or somebody ate her seven babies. And then I blinked and in the weeds where the, uh, the water met the, the land, all seven babies appeared out of the little bush or the weeds. And my, I, I never felt such bliss. And I, I wish I could have harnessed it, but I think I understood for a moment of why people look for samadhi and uh, bliss and and clear uh, uh, light because the feeling was so joyful, and I had not felt as brief as it was that much joy. In a long time, you know, like spontaneously. And I know it's because of the practice. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for this wonderful teaching on Metta. Because um, it was very profound. In a simple way, you, you said whatever, Ajahn Sona, Ajahn Brahm, Ajahn Brahmali, they all say, 
but it resonated deeply with me today with your gentle demeanor, your gentle voice, your heart that is obviously has a lot of meta practice. Bravo to you, Gita, filled with meta. And the one other story was you mentioned the fire, and I have heard Ajahn Brahm tell that story where the fire went around you. So I just wanted to remember that to tell you <laughs> I heard him mention that story. He has a lot of videos. That's all I wanted to say. I think that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sky. And that's a lovely story of that the experience of, you know, when you remove the aversion, look what's arising quietly from within is the joy. Right? And sure. it's just coming from within. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, I must um, say that with metta practice, you do get more um, moments of tears of joy as well as tears of being moved by things that are happening, you know. So tears can be uh, there. So, hmm. yeah. Marvel. Certainly tears of joy yeah, can, can just spring up. And uh, you hope that the people who are around you realize that, you know, you're not upset. This is just joy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Gita. And thank you, Sky. I have a comment here in the chat, a uh, question come comment in the chat that I'd like to read for you, Gita, if I can. I would like to ask Gita, how do we react or have meta to even very negative moods like sadness, depression, and fear? Oh, it's a good question. Because it's something we can talk about, but when it comes to the crunch, it's difficult. Um, I would say that... Um, the first part is actually the recognition with those emotions, the sadness, the depression, the anger. The first part is to recognize. So that's mindfulness. And noticing that this is as it is in the present. And because mindfulness is about seeing, recognizing, without grasping, without pushing it away. So you're allowing this to be as it is. That is a really important first step. What happens after that, um, usually, is that that emotion, you can see it passing away, the same as it has arisen. If you allow it to be there, you can see it passing away. And because you're not feeding it any longer, you're just watching it like somebody just observing it. And when that happens, it's a little bit easier then to use metta. To if you still want to um, work on that further. So the key there is mindfulness rather than jumping to metta practice. And I'm just going to cut across to Sky. Do you want to add something, Sky?
No, um, I, I think that's really right, actually, is to um, just let the mindfulness be there or just have a sense of being aware. But I think that the meta, that bringing goodwill and kindness and gentleness and friendliness to be able to hold the experience of feeling whatever it is that you're feeling. So the sort of that sense of the heart being open um, to hold those very difficult emotions in, in a way of just sitting with awareness because we can't really overload um, a negative, difficult feeling and try and put meta on top of it. It's better just to let it go. So I agree um, that that's the best thing we can do is just to sit and hold the experience and watch, as um, Gita says, it will eventually go if we allow it to be there rather than trying to think there's something wrong. Or the, the only other thing I would say is if there's a story that's going on, if we're feeling angry or sad or very negative in some way, see if you can let go of the story and just drop to the experience in a moment. What does it feel like? What does the anger feel like in the body? Or what does the sadness feel like? Rather than get caught in the story which is going along in the mind. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm sure that uh, covers that question very well from both of you. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a comment in the chat that uh, I'd like to read too. An observation comment from my first teacher, who was a beggar, medicine monk in East Asia in the 70s, medicant monk, with nothing. He went through a very dark time during training while in robes, which he survived only by doing metta, but only for self. Only for self. Only for self. And Jen has left a comment for you, Gita. Thank you so much, Gita. I found these meta teachings so valuable. Uh, someone else has requested that the links be sent out with the weekly email that you so generously provided on the screen share. So mm -hmm. maybe you could coordinate that with Marlene. Okay. Um, uh, somebody said here, thanks to Gita too for a great session. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Gita and all the presenters. It's amazing to see how much uh, our presenters have developed themselves. Bless you all for sharing your knowledge with others. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, thank you, Gita. It was a really good meditation se uh, session. Much better to you. So we've well, got some beautiful comments there to yes, that's thank lovely. everybody for this wonderful. And I noticed day. with the sky, Helen is here on the panel. I can't see um, Catherine today, but quite a few of us have been popping in and out over the whole time. And uh, one of the things being part of this AMG group has done is it's forced me, like when I was doing the meta to read and try and get a little bit more of a grasp of the teachings. And then <laughs> I said, right, now I've got to get on the cushion and I've got to really you know, practice. Otherwise, it's not, it's not going to come through. You know? so, so it's actually forced me to step up my practice. Very much so. Ah, no. Thank you all. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
our benefit, another benefit in the 11. Yeah. We'll make it 12, <laughs> just for Gita. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you have the meta for us. Yeah, and um, thanks to you, Chris, yourself, and Marlene for holding the whole show together. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so do you have some words of maybe blessing or something you would like to share with us uh, to finish the evening, Gita? Yes, I will take a little piece out of the Metta Sutta again, which is Sabbe Sata, all beings. Bhavantu Sukitatta, dwell in at ease. May all beings dwell at ease. Sabbe Sata, Bhavantu Sukitatta. Sabbe Sata.